Welcome back to another episode of the Coaster 101 Podcast. I'm Shane Joseph, joined this week by John. How you doing, John? Hey, Shane. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, and this week, we are also joined by Nick. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. So this week, we're going to get right into the news. We've got some big news to share. We got uh, John here, our resident uh, Dollywood expert. And he's here to give us the scoop on... All the new touch-ups and new information on lightning rods. So, John, you went to a special event, so kind of talk to us about what you found out about lightning rods. Yes, so um, they let me back into the park this weekend for the ACE Southeast Region Smoky Mountain Coaster Fest, which they have every year about mid-November. And so this year was, of course, a little bit different, like everything else in the world right now. But one of the big things, we were told beforehand that we were not going to learn any any news on lightning rod, which if you're haven't been following along at home. It's been closed for a couple months now. And it was, I guess, maybe a month ago, Nick. I know you were planning to go in October. They put a sign out front of the coaster that says, Lightning Rod is closed for the balance of 2020 as it receives an upgrade for manufacturer Rocky Mountain Construction. And then it says in 2021, Lightning Strikes Twice. And so, you know, that sent uh, the community into a tizzy trying to figure out what that means, what is, what, what is striking twice, you know, trying to decipher that. And so during the event, one of the activities on the itinerary was Q&A session with one of uh, an upper ranking member of the Dollywood team. Uh, we'll call him Lloyd, as he requested uh, to, to protect his identity. But we basically got a really surprisingly in, rather in-depth scoop on on what we can expect with Lightning Rod in 2021. So I'll just go through it at a kind of a line-by-line line as far as what we were told. So basically, the ride is being retracked completely. It's going to be a mix of RMC's Rocky Mountain Construction's topper track and their iBox track. So the topper track is what's currently on Lightning Rod, which is where, Nick, I know you did a really great piece on, on the site about uh, about the differences between, you know, traditional wooden coaster track, uh, RMC's topper track, and then um, the iBox track, which is all steel. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I'll just quickly explain the differences between the types of uh, roller coaster track that we're talking about here. So a traditional wooden roller coaster is comprised of eight layers of wood. You have six, uh, and then the top two layers are wider, so that they overhang a little bit. And that overhang is where the upstop wheels uh, would go, and those are the wheels on the underside of the track that lock the cars under the track so they don't fall off. There's a thin layer of steel on top of that and on the sides of the track, so the track, if you cut a section of it, it kind of looks like an upside-down L shape. The ledgers or the cross ties are also made of wood, and those are the, com- the parts that uh, run across the rails to keep them a certain distance from each other to keep the pitch of the rails. So those eight layers of wood is called the stack. So now Rocky Mountain Construction, the manufacturer of lightning rod, they take the top two layers of the stack, and instead of using wood, they use steel. So you have the six lower layers of wood, and then the top two are steel. And then the cross ties are also steel. Now, Rocky Mountain Construction, or RMC, has also invented the Iron Horse Track, where instead of taking a tube or a steel pipe and bending that into the shape, they start with flat um, rectangular pieces of steel, and they you know, use a plasma cutter and cut out all these track pieces and then weld them together uh, to get the same kind of upside-down L-shape as a wooden coaster, except now it's made of all steel. And so Lightning Rod will have a mix of 
topper track and iBox track. So I know that's going to, you know, just sit down and buckle up for the, the debates and arguments over what, you know, what will constitute a hybrid wooden steel. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Yeah, traditionally roller coasters are classified by the track, not the support structure. So like a, a coaster like Gemini at Cedar Point, the supports are all wood, but the track is still a tubular steel rail, so we would call that a steel coaster. So lightning rod, this topper track, you've got 25% of the stack is steel. So is that a wood coaster or steel coaster? And now you're going to have topper track sections and iron horse sections, so... Yep, that's going to be a, a fun debate. <laughs> what else, John? So that that's being done. They are hoping to have it done by opening day of 2021, which typically in years past, Hollywood usually opens for spring break, which is like mid-March. The guys at RMC have already been down to the park. They've started working on it. Again, it, it's going to be a full retracking. The topper track is, is going to go in some of the, the, the areas with less stress, and the I-Box will be in some of those more... Um, dynamic sections of the ride uh, with that you know are kind of subjected to a, a little more force which if you've been on lightning rod you know there's a lot of sections in that ride that are mm -hmm. fairly forceful so um so i, I was i was just going to ask um before we get into the the next part so having ridden lightning rod a bunch uh where would you guess that there would be box track as opposed to topper track well i know that there was um a couple year or two ago there was a spot at the bottom of the first drop that had gotten a little rough and they um they i think they did some work there and so i would assume that at the bottom of the first drop possibly the the quad down which is the best element on that coaster and some of the best like 10 or 15 seconds of any roller coaster experience i've ever been on in my entire life but so I would say maybe that, um, I know the last turnaround um, before, you know, leading into the brake run, I know that is a pretty, I mean, the train just has so much speed going into that element. So I would imagine that that might be a candidate for um, iBox. I mean, the if you've been on Lightning Rod, you know, it's, it's such a high octane. I mean, just, it, it does not stop. It's completely relentless. And so... Um, you know, I, I think the argument could be made that all of it could have iBox, but um, that's not the case. But it is going to be, as we were told, completely retract, just um, not all iBox. All right. Well, what else uh, did you find out uh, that are going to be some updates coming to Lightning Rod? Yeah. So thank, thankfully for me, I heard rumors of, you know, inversions or this or that. And so Fundamentally, the, the coaster is not changing in regard to its layout. It is going to be, they're not adding any elements or taking anything away. It is, it is strictly going to be a retracking. The launch will be the same. The individual who was sharing this information said that they were, if anything, the launch was going to be more consistent. And that's really their goal with this, is to make the ride more reliable and uh, more comfortable. And I think f for me, it's, you know, I'm, it's it's just not the same when you go to the park and, and lightning rods not there. So I'm I'm all for them taking this time to really invest in um, and hopefully making the ride you know, more more reliable. But I'm glad that the they're not renaming it, they're not rebranding it. I know there was a lot of lightning rod merch on sale <laughs> at the gift shop and people were wondering yeah. about that. But no, they're they're it's <laughs> pretty strictly going to be just a just a retracking. So. What year did it open again? Was that 2016? 
Yeah, 2016. So coming up on five years. Has a a major coaster this young ever had this much modification or retracking put into it? I wonder. I don't think so. the The only thing that I can think of that's similar is what they did to uh, White Lightning at Fun Spot. Now has that GCI uh, metal track. track. Yeah, Titan track. but that that I don't think certainly not as new as 2016. So yeah, this is probably the fastest turnaround that I've seen for for updates. Yeah, I think the Titan track was just in like one or two areas, wasn't it? Whereas this yeah. is, sounds like it's going to be the entire ride. Yep. I wonder, did they just design the ride too aggressively, or like should it have been built with the iBox track from the beginning? I, I secretly hope that someday there will be a tell-all book that uh, chronicles the entire life <laughs> yeah. of Lightning Rod um, from start to finish. But um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I definitely think it's going to be the first RMC that gets RMC'd. As yep, yep. People have already said that. So, um, but you know, this this coaster was was so unprecedented. Um, you know, even launch aside, I mean, first launched wooden coaster. Yeah, and and so you know, and, and it's such a complex the. The, the word dynamic was said over and over yesterday, and I think that really is a, uh, a great word to use to describe, um, you know, to, to describe that, that coaster. And, too, and then you think of the terrain that it's on. I mean, it's just, it, there's a lot of moving pieces there, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's an intense ride. It's a, I mean, it, it is, I think people are a little, a little, always a little surprised when I tell them my favorite wooden coaster in the world is at Dollywood, but it, it's, <laughs> if you've, you know it's it's a it's it's a beast and um i'm just excited i hope that um it won't be in the future where you go and you're like well i hope it's open today and um, (laughs) yeah you know i'm lucky in that i'm only a few hours away but for people who you know come from all over the country to ride it it's it's a big from ohio (laughs) right from ohio it can be it can be a big letdown so um i'm glad that they're that's one of the things i really like about dollywood is they yes they build the new flashy attractions and huge expansions like um, Wildwood Grove, but then also they are, um, and we can get into this later, but one of the, another kind of factoid from that, that Q&A session was just the retracking and track work that goes on. It's been going on at, on Thunderhead. I mean, it's almost like a brand new ride. Um, and and the, the track work they've done to that, they're doing some to, um, to, to Mystery Mine. I mean, it's just they, they are a park that really gives their rides some TLC. And, and I think it's, it's those things that you can't really market that well besides, you know, to coaster enthusiasts. But I think it really goes to show how, how committed they are to um, how that, that guest experience. So I'm, I'm excited to see them doing this rather than just kind of keeping it, keeping it propped up and <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's great um, to see them taking the initiative to fix it yeah, and yeah. make it better. Some parks wouldn't do that. Uh, so speaking of uh, Dollywood as a whole, um, both of you have had experiences uh, at Dollywood recently. Um, we'll, we'll start with John. So uh, how did the rest of the event go? What did you get to do? What were some uh, special things? Just how did you um, feel about the day in general? Yeah, it was great. The weather was perfect. I mean, this mid-November is always a toss-up. I've been when it's been very mild and when it's been very cold. So the weather was great. 
This year we got to park in the preferred parking lot, which it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot to please me, but <laughs> not having to walk as far, or take the tram to the front entrance that that alone <laughs> yep. was worth the price of admission. Um, we uh, so yeah, we got there uh, about eight thirty, and then we walked back to uh, Craftsman's Valley area for breakfast, and then we got to ride. We got ERT on Blazing Fury, which is of course the very classic campy indoor roller coaster from the late 70s and so we got to ride that for 30 minutes with the lights off and then 30 minutes with the lights on and two years ago I got to go and do a a backstage uh, behind the scenes tour with the lights on Um, but this was actually my first time riding it with the lights on um, which was it's just so cool I love that coaster it's just it's I don't know there's just nothing like it except maybe fire in the hole at blaze at uh, Silver Dollar City but so that was fun. Then we got, um, they opened Wild Eagle for us a little uh, early for us as well. So that was great. Um, and then after that, we pretty much had free time until um, uh, that afternoon. We had the Q&A session, which was great. Had a lot of great questions. And the resident Dollywood expert who was there, you know, is just full of, uh, full of insight and information and trivia. So that was uh, that was really enjoyable, and then um, the personal highlight of the day, I think, was uh, the free cinnamon bread social um, mm. outside of Thunderhead. And um, I, I tweeted, I'm I'm usually fairly restrained when it comes to cinnamon bread, like I know when to stop. But th- I said, this is 2020. There are no rules. There are no limits. And I ate an entire <laughs> loaf of cinnamon bread and I have no regrets. And I will cherish that moment for the rest of my life. Um, and so then I, <laughs> I walked around the park once because after that was Thunderhead, uh, ERT, an hour of that. So I wanted to make sure that I was all you know, yep, ready to yep. go for that. Oh, we had the fireworks as well. They since this year they're not. There's no parade, and I should say this is during their Smoky Mountain Christmas event, which started uh, last weekend. And so this year they're having a nightly fireworks show on the weekend. So we got to see that, and then got an hour with uh, with Thunderhead art all to ourselves. So very fun day, um, considering everything, all the craziness of this year. It was great to kind of have that that some semblance of normalcy in, in this event. That's always, always a really great time. Well, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Nick, you also, uh, went to Dollywood fairly recently. Yep. Um, how did your experience go? Um, it was great. So we went, uh, last month in middle of October, we actually stayed in the, um, Dollywood cabins, which if you've never stayed before, I highly recommend it. I actually just wrote a, an article for the website called seven reasons why you should stay in the cabins. <laughs> So if you want more uh, uh, details, but um, one of the nice things is you have the option of having a length of stay ticket. So every day that you're staying in the cabin, you can go visit the park and you don't have to make a reservation. You have priority access. And um, there's also a another entrance, like there's the main entrance to the park and there's kind of a side entrance on that path that goes up towards uh, Thunderhead. So any guests staying in the resort, the Dreammore Hotel and the cabins, they can go and park in the exclusive parking lot there and then go into the entrance which is really nice uh, during the pandemic era because there wasn't you know maybe at most one family in front of us so we could pretty much just drive up park close and then just walk right into the park so it was really easy to to get in and out and so uh, we were there during the uh, the harvest festival which i had uh, never been to before 
So I'd say that during you know a normal operating day, Dollywood is probably one of the most beautiful parks in the country on any other day. But then you go to the park in the fall, and you add in all the fall decorations and the Halloween decorations, and it just makes the park even better. Right. <laughs> and then yeah, and then at nighttime you have the uh, pumpkin luminites, uh, where they have a lot of like big uh, pumpkin displays that are all lit up, and it's, uh, it's really cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, did you uh, get to try out any of the rides when you were there? Also. Yep. Of course, Lightning Rod was down. Which, so I, we booked mm-hmm. this trip, I think, um, like back in May, like way earlier in the summer in the hopes that things would be better. And then also, like at that time, Lightning Rod was operating a lot more consistently. And then I think in August, it closed for a little bit. And then I think September was when they said it was going to be down for the rest of the year. So it was really disappointing. But like I think it's better that we knew in advance that we weren't going to get to ride it rather than going there and having it like yep. close in your face. Yeah. And and I guess I mean I guess it kind of made the trip a little less stressful because we weren't like oh like are we going to mm-hmm. get on it or not like we just knew like oh no it's yep. not even an option. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you have to join a virtual queue um, every day at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. not knowing if you're going to get on the ride or not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, you have uh, that's a story for another day. If you want to read that story, go go check out. Uh, John's Disney article over on uh, Coaster 101. Well, speaking of reservations, one thing I did not expect was you needed one to ride the Dollywood Express, which is, in uh, my opinion, one of the best uh, train rides in a theme park in the country. So the the capacity of the train is reduced a lot. So first of all, they're only sitting uh, every three rows. So one row of guests, two empty rows, and the next ro- row of guests and before, whereas maybe they, you, you have two or three groups of people in one row, now you're only uh, putting one group of people. So you may only have two people in a row instead of, you know, six. Uh, so, yeah, the, the capacity of the train is greatly reduced. So what they were doing is they were giving out a, a paper ticket. So you had to go to the train station at some point and get a paper ticket for a return time. The train runs about um, every 45 minutes starting at, at, at noon. And what they were doing is they were loading every uh, car except for the last one. They were leaving that empty. So they did have a standby line for the unfortunate people that didn't know um, that you needed a, a reservation uh, because it, you know, it wasn't really advertised anywhere. We just got lucky that we stumbled upon it. So if you, if you worked your way around the park and were thinking, no, you'd ride the train later in the day and you didn't know you needed a re- return time ticket, uh, then you were basically hosed. So they, they did have a standby line, but it was probably one of the longest lines I've ever seen in person, even though there were only maybe, you know, 50 people in line, because the train only runs every 45 minutes, and um, they were only taking, you know, maybe uh, a couple groups of, maybe three groups of people from the standby line every time the, the train ran, so you could just, you know, count the groups of people in front of you and see, like, wow, this wait is five hours long, even though there's only 50 people in this line. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're going to Dollywood, uh, definitely head over to the train station first if you want to ride the train so you can get that return time. Um, so that was a little unexpected, but luckily we uh, we got a ticket and we got to ride it. And, yeah, um, even during these tough times, it's uh, it was a good time at Dollywood. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Rather uh, quick episode this week. Uh, Eric, as you know, is away doing his other podcast. Uh, Andrew had some other stuff going on, but uh, we wanted to do a quick episode to uh, fill everybody in on Dollywood and the news with Lightning Rod. 
Um, so before we go, I just wanted to mention uh, our annual roller coaster calendar uh, is available to buy right now. Uh, we're selling those uh, on our website for $15. That includes shipping. Uh, the 2021 calendar uh, has 13 months worth uh, of roller coasters and parks uh, that like Kings Island, Cedar Point, uh, Bush Gardens Tampa is in there also. Uh, and the best part is that we're donating 100% of the proceeds to Give Kids the World uh, in Central Florida. A uh, great organization who we've worked with before. Um, check them out if you don't know uh, anything about Give Kids the World. It's an awesome uh, organization. You can find the link to buy the calendar uh, in the show notes or at c101.co slash 21 calendar uh, or by texting calendar to our number, which is 419-742-2101. Thank you to Ulimi for uh, giving us that uh, text service. So save that number uh, to your phone. If you haven't already, you can also uh, text merch to that number or go to c101.co slash shirts to check out some of our uh, awesome Coaster 101 uh, shirt designs. Uh, so thank you to everyone for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, for more updates and news like this, follow us on social media at Coaster 101. Visit our site, of course. Uh, email us at podcast at coaster101.com and make sure to rate and subscribe. Thank you once again to JM Music Design for doing our theme song and theme music. Thank you to John and Nick for being our uh, special guests this week. And we will talk to you all next week.